KwaZulu-Natal is also known as the Killing Fields. That is because of the high number of political murders in that province. We speak to the president of Arise SA, Mpho Tagada, who has just been there to investigate. Welcome, Mpho. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us what you and your team found during your visit, please? So we, we, we really are in crisis mode in South Africa. And I think that's the first place where I'd like us to start. We're in a very big crisis. And if we don't do something about this crisis, we're going to find that our country will literally burn down and crash. If you look at it, uh, 19 councillors have been assassinated in KwaZulu-Natal. This is just from September. So from September till when the statistics was actually released, we found that 19 councillors were literally assassinated just in KwaZulu-Natal alone. And this was even before we're halfway through the year. So this that came out before we're halfway through the year. And this is very shocking, obviously coming out of Salga. Uh, and, and really what it is, it's an awakening for us to be aware of the level of criminality that we're seeing when it comes to political killings within our nation. Now, what did you find to be the main causes of these killings? Interpolitical rivalry? Uh, or are there other issues at stake here? So really what it is, is the criminality comes from the fact that people actually are greedy and, and they want to loot the state and get money out of the state. What usually happens is most of these people or most of these councillors are usually trying to protect the municipality. They're trying to protect our government. And in that them doing that, they are targeted and actually killed. So what usually really happens is you find that there's a person who wants to get a contract or a tender from that municipality or that specific government. And what they do is they literally threaten the person in power, the person who is the councillor, the person working for that municipality to say, if you don't give us or me this contract, we will kill you. And what they do to show that they're serious, they ensure that they kill that person and they make it known that if they don't get that contract, they will kill anybody who has any uh, 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 reason for stopping them from not getting the contract. So you find that contracts that are supposed to be giving people services are not going to those right people who can actually deliver on those services, but are going to these criminal syndicates that continue to threaten, kill and assassinate politicians for not giving them these jobs. Which parties are most affected? So when, when we look into it, what we're finding is that when it comes to the parties, obviously the ANC stands as accused number one. They have had over 31 councillors that were killed. We've also got the IFP with 14 councillors uh, and NFP with four councillors. Those are really the big ones or the, the big numbers there. And really what we're seeing is that the reason why the ANC is the biggest or a lot of the councillors are getting killed is because there is a culture in the ANC of criminality. Literally starting with the president, where people are saying, when a president is caught with funds that cannot be justified or explained in that level of corruption, we find that throughout the whole ANC, that thread rides out. And even in KwaZulu-Natal, as these killings are happening, most of these people find that this is the way things are done in the ANC. You know, we had Tabo Beki, who literally said that he found in his term as a president of the ANC and the president of the country, is that he found in his term that in areas like Newcastle, there were literally funds moving from the municipality to actually people who kill. In Kaabi, these assassinators, these people that actually kill these politicians, that 
funds were leaving municipality into their accounts. And when we looked deeper into the matter, we actually found out that these are people who go into these municipality offices with guns and they literally get there and say, we want funds to be transferred and no one will investigate this. And people that work for that municipality in fear because they've seen their colleagues lose their life, they transfer funds from municipal accounts into accounts of these criminals because they fear for their lives. What can be done to stop this or has it gone so far that it is now become entrenched in the culture of the province's politics? You know, one of the things we need to do is concertize people about the fact that we can no longer sit around and leave politics as something that is an afterthought. Business fraternity, leaders in society, young people must come to the forefront when it comes to politics. Because what we're seeing is that when we leave it to, to criminals to run, we're seeing that people get killed, no services are rendered, and our economy can't grow. So we have started as a rise in Africa, as a political party, and we're calling upon business leaders. We're calling upon community leaders to say, come on board, join us in this fight, because it is a fight, and it is a war for the soul of our country. And we need as many people on board to come and assist us in fighting this fight daily. We need businesses to come and ensure that they, they're donating so we can go into these communities where these things are happening and begin to conscientize and teach people about how good governance can happen, about how we can do things better as a country. Because when we just stand back and relax, we see that criminals come in and they have a free-for-all because there is no voice of reason in those environments. Now, you were also in KwaZulu-Natal to establish a branch of Arise SA. How welcome did you feel there or not? So we, we went there to launch our province, the province of KwaZulu-Natal. And really what we did, it was an amazing launch. We had a, 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 a great turnout. We had a lot of people that were very excited about the launch that we had. But what we did find is that a lot of people in KwaZulu-Natal have given up on politics. A lot of them feel that politicians have lied to them. Politicians have stolen from them. And they feel that politicians continue to do this on a daily basis. And really what we were there to do is to give them back that hope, is to say to them that the only way we can change our country is by us actually getting involved as active citizens. And we found that a lot of them wanted to get involved, a lot of them signed up, and our branches are really growing big in KwaZulu-Natal. We, we also identified a community in Ward 26 where the chairperson of KwaZulu-Natal, leader Sandy Leshezi, actually got involved in ensuring that we assist them with some of the crises they were facing. We found that many of them were displaced by the government and the government has never really attended to them. A lot of them were finding themselves in situations where when they inquired what happened to the funds, they were sort of told that funds were moved during COVID and nothing really can be done for them. And Arise South Africa got involved in assisting them. We assisted them with, with water solutions and we continue to engage them to ensure that we're able to assist them. But really what we're finding in KwaZulu-Natal is that the province has been run down because those that were supposed to grow and lead the province are literally just stealing from it. When you look at KwaZulu-Natal right now, the situation is that many of the residences on the beachfront are being turned to student accommodation. Many of them, the hotels are literally checking out because there is no longer tourism. There is no longer the growth that we used to see in KZN. The KZN that we used to know, the beachfront that people used to know, is no longer existent. Many of the people there are saying we're losing our income. Businesses are suffering because the city is not doing the right thing. 
So we found a lot of people engaging us and saying it's important that come 2024, KwaZulu-Natal stands up and makes a change through our eyes of Africa to ensure that a government that cares for the people and a government that's forward-thinking and wants to see prosperity in the land takes over. Now, I believe you came across an odd 2,000 men living in tents, and apparently these people were supposed to have been put in secure, safe housing during COVID uh, to take them off the streets. That's what we experienced. And, and, and you know, the, the shocking part about it is when we spoke to them, they informed us that the city kept on making promises to them and they've not delivered. We, we, we literally got there and engaged them and actually taught them about their rights and informed them as to what should be happening. But what we really see is the, the great rot that has happened in KwaZulu-Natal. And KwaZulu-Natal is a province that has immense potential. The economy of our country is sustained by such big provinces that have got a mixture of everything from mining to agriculture to tourism. And really what we're seeing is that the government that is currently in place is destroying it. And that's why it's important for us to make sure that we actually get it running effectively and efficiently. KZN should be our Miami in South Africa. It should be a place where tourists want to go, where systems work, where the economy is growing, and we're seeing that that's not happening. Which province next for Arise SA? So we're currently working on Northwest. We're launching the Northwest province, which we believe is going to be a great province. It's got a lot of minerals, a lot of potential. We believe it can truly become a big economic hub in our country. So we're going to be launching the Northwest, the Western Cape and Limpopo in the near future. Thank you. That was Mpo Degada, the president of Arise SA, speaking to Biz News after his return from the killing fields of KwaZulu-Natal. Thank you, Mpo. Thank you so much for having me.